welcome to Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast, episode 13. And this week, uh, we're back together. We've had a yes. few solo episodes in between um, our last one and and now, so we're happy to be reunited, um, yes. and we're here to talk about everyone's favorite topic, rejection. Yes. <laughs> everyone's favorite. So, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of rejection I think everyone goes through. Yeah, you're bound to face it at some point or another. Nobody has a perfect clean slate dating history with no rejection. If you do, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think the best way uh, for all, us to start off is our best or worst, best of the worst rejection stories that we've had. Kind of uh, make you guys feel you're not alone. Yeah. Because we've been rejected. Yes, we, we have. <laughs> you can't tell by our voices, but we're fairly okay looking. <laughs> And yes, it still happens to us. It still happens. B, you want to kick it off? Um, sure. So uh, one of the most re- recent rejections that I felt um, was from our Euro trip, um, where I met a guy I really liked, and he he was British. And um, after we hooked up in Barcelona, then we hooked up in London, and he, I texted him, and I tried to have like a conversation, and like kept this going because it wasn't just like sex it was very like emotional yeah as you well. guys were having like cute little dates and like days out together yeah um you know we generally like spending time together but he just stopped replying to my messages um and that could have been for a lot of reasons but we never had a conversation of like hey you live in new york and i live here and it's never gonna work like let's just you know keep it as what it was we right. never had that closure it was literally like uh, I saw him, right? the last time I saw him, I didn't even know it was the last time I saw him. I was supposed to see him later that week, and yeah. then he ended up canceling. Right. Um, so it was really, like, there was no sense of, like, physical closure or, like, even, like, a, like a goodbye in real life. So not even having that, like, right. via text. It was like he just kind of realized that it had run its course and, like, decided to take the kind of pansy way out and just yeah. ghost. And it's shitty because, I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but, like, a lot of the guys I seem to choose have a zero social media presence. <laughs> so it's really hard to even, like, keep track of what they're doing or, like, even, like, see what they're up to or if they did die or not. Right. Like, just waiting for a tag photo <laughs> on Google Facebook. their obituary. <laughs> <laughs> Check in every couple years. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was not a really sense of closure for me. And, like, I, I felt really rejected because, like, Again, we had more, we had multiple dates, we had sex, we, you know, hung out. I really liked him. And it was the first guy in a long time I liked. So that rejection really hurt a lot. That's rough. Yeah. What about you? It's a late rejection. Okay, so when we were brainstorming about this, I wasn't really thinking more about the recent ones, because I think I've already kind of aired those grievances on previous episodes. <laughs> but one that kind of came to mind was um, a few years ago when I was dating that model. Mm. Um, I feel so pretentious just saying that, but really that's the only like reference point of like who he is to me. Um, he was this super hot guy. I met him literally two days after me and my college boyfriend broke up. Um, we were having a girls' night out to kind of, like, get me back on my feet and um, went out in Brooklyn. And we're at some bar that has, like, a backyard area with, like, a taco truck. And um, is that too specific? No, but I know <laughs> so, what bar you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> and we're back there. And um, we're sitting on a bench, like, waiting for some of our friends to, like, bring back food. I'm kind of, like, holding down the bench um, and sitting there smoking my vape. These two guys come over and they ask if they can sit. I'm like, sure. And then they start talking to me about my vape and, like, asking if they can try it and whatever. And so we start chatting. Um, our The rest of my girlfriends get back. They linger around. They end up spending the rest of the night with us. Um, literally the rest of the night until, like, 6 a.m. We watch the sunrise on our friend's rooftop. And then finally everyone called their Ubers and went home. Oh, actually, he called his Uber and went home. His friend, who was not a model... Um, came back to my place and literally, like, slept in my bed with, like, me and my four girlfriends. Oh, my God. And, like, didn't hook up with any of us. Like, he was, like, so, like, I don't want to call him straight edge, but, like, we were all smoking and he, like, didn't smoke weed. Mm -hmm. So he's just laying there while we're all, like, passing a blunt around him and, like, talking to him and, like, petting his hair. And it was, like, very cute. Um, and yeah, so that was that night. But after that night, um, me and the model went out a few times um, it was like nothing serious. We didn't have sex because I was trying to withhold that so that he would, you know, fall in love with me, of course, and we could have beautiful babies together someday. Naturally. Um, but 
it was an uphill battle. Um, and I kept like trying to like plan things that were a little more than just like us going out to drink. Like I would invite him to like come over. I was like, come over, I'll make us dinner and drinks and whatever. And we can hang out and then you can like crash here for the night. And he kept like seeming like he was into the idea. Um, but then ultimately would like flake out on me. And then finally I called him on it and was like, if you don't want to do that and like, you don't want to like spend time with me, you know, other than at the end of the night, then like, what are we doing? And he was like, you're turning this into something I don't want it to be. Um, I just wanted to like chill and like, you know, hang out and whatever. And you're making this something I don't want. And that was like really hard to hear at the time because I had just gotten out of a relationship and I guess I didn't realize that I was putting this new thing under the same like relationship context Mm. um, and maybe like leading it in a direction too quickly. So I ended up like completely just like backing down and being like, well, no, it doesn't have to be like that. And like, I don't know, like if you want to keep it casual, we can keep it casual and like totally just like flip flopped because I was like unsure of myself at that point. And like, it was hard to hear that like I was ruining this thing that like was, you know, shiny and new and exciting. Yeah. That's like a direct kind of like fault on your personality as well. It's not like you, you know, right, it's, like right. it's, it's you, it's not me that's making this wrong. Right, it's right. you or you're fucking yeah. this up. <laughs> yeah. So like message received loud and clear. And I like tried to back out of it like so quickly, but ultimately at that point, like it was ruined. So that was it. And it was done. Um, and so that was like my first, like, you know, post-college, like, taste of rejection. Mm. And so it's always still kind of there in the back of my mind, but I think I've grown a lot since then, and now I can, you know, sit here on a podcast and talk about it almost (laughs) amicably and give tips on how to not be that girl who crumbles after a little bit of rejection. That's true. Um, I got rejected recently again. I mean, (laughs) it's going to be, like, a lot of rejection stories back back to back. Um, so there was a guy I was really into when I graduated high school. So that was like, I mean. Oh, my God. TBT. <laughs> six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I dated my first boyfriend, um, he was like not into me for like years. He, he was my best friend for ages. Classic love story. Um, and it was when nauseating. I, <laughs> and once I was like, fine, like, fuck him, you know, like, I'm going to meet someone who's actually like into me. Of course, then he realized he was into me. And, and, I, and I gave um, my first boyfriend the chance that I always thought we should, you know, at least have. And I don't regret that. But that guy who made me, like, realize my self-worth was um, this guy I met through, like, a friend from work. And we, it was very high school and, like, no sex, making out, like, going over to each other's houses. Like, it was very, it was very sweet. Um, I always regret not sleeping with him. (laughs) (laughs) So I recently found out that he ended um his long-term relationship and ever since 2011 we both have not been single at the same time i was dating my long-term british bay he was dating some girl from college mm-hmm. um and then it just never matched up until recently where I, I saw him on tinder and i was like oh my god he's single he's oh on god. tinder but i realized through some stalking he doesn't live in new york anymore he lives in another city so that was sad um he also never ever swiped right on me I don't know people are weird about that too like yeah I feel like if you I don't know it's so weird if you like see someone you know on tinder and you like used to hook up with them if you're still interested do you swipe right or is that like weird because you already know them I don't know so um I decided I'll like do something low-key because I had his number I'll add him on snapchat like the lowest form of communication right right (laughs) so um I go to add him and I realize he's already added me so I was like okay great so just add him back send him two snaps in three days just kind of like normal selfie things right right um and And so you actually asked me about like how to approach this when you were first deciding if you should snap him and my advice was to give him something that seemed like it could be a mass snap to a lot of people so it was like relatable because you're both from the same like general area so something that was like relatable based on that area Mm -hmm. but didn't seem like it was too directed at him like it could have just been for a bunch of like suburbs people that and both of the snaps did that they're like selfie snaps like not too flirty but like situational i think one was like at a known coffee shop in our area and the other one was like i don't know a selfie alluding to me at home i think the copy said that and opened both of them never replied 
And that's kind of a soft rejection, but at the same time, it is a rejection. Because um, after talking to a lot of my guy friends, it doesn't matter what the snap is. Just kind of like the message on a dating app. It doesn't matter what it is. If a guy wants to talk to you, he will find something in that hey or the hi or the snap to respond back to. Right. So I know that. Guys know that. So me knowing all these facts just adds up to the fact that he isn't interested in me. Or maybe, again, it could be we live in different cities. Maybe he knows that. Like, it's, again, there is no conversation of, like, (laughs) I don't know for sure. It's all speculation. Right. Um, That sucks, because I really hope that we would, you know sleep together one day I still, I still do <laughs> if you're out there <laughs> um what about you um Ooh, that one let's see oh okay all right I may have briefly spoken about this on a past episode oh you know what I think it was the one where we talked about just like like tying up loose ends um give him a, a nickname. so this one guy Chicago guy okay um so this guy from Chicago who I met through my general industry um was visiting New York um for the first time back in like February or March or something and we met at like a work function um we kind of exchanged well actually I so smoothly slipped my business card into his hand before I left and was like if you need recommendations while you're in New York definitely let me know and um so he took the bait emailed me for recommendations we tried to meet up that night it didn't work out um and then he emailed me again saying that he'd be in New York um you know at some weekend in May recently um And I told him I kind of had a lot going on. I was, like, still studying for my exam back at that time. But I was like, hey, like, if I'm, you know, if if I'm okay after my exam and caught up on sleep and, you know, feel like going out to celebrate, um, I'll hit you up. And so I did just that. Passed my exam, went out, and, like, while I'm out, I'm, like, texting him. And, like, he's so down to meet up, seemingly. But all night we're, like doing this like dance of like oh so where are you now I'm here okay cool I might be going that way soon okay let me know and like over the course of like four hours we're trying to like pin each other down metaphorically maybe literally too um (laughs) and like it just never happens at some point he just like stops texting me back and I'm like and this is at the point where I've gone into Manhattan from Brooklyn which like I, I tell everyone I don't go go above 14th street if I can avoid it. <laughs> so the fact that I had gone into basically midtown to try to meet up with this guy and then he stopped texting me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, are you kidding? Yeah. Um, and then he, yeah, never texted me like the next day to like apologize or say, you know, or give any kind of explanation or anything. Um, he did try to add me on Snapchat two days later, which I was like, bro, unprofessional as fuck. Yeah. Also, like, what the fuck? You can't just like go and try to add someone on Snapchat after ignoring them. What after you- ghosting them. So what? He didn't, he didn't feel like he could text you, but he can snap you. Yeah. A, a nothing snap. I was like, maybe. I, I was just like, no, like I'm ending this fuck boyery right here, right now. I'm not adding him back and that's it. I'm not emailing him. I'm not texting him or calling him done. Um, but it was shitty in the moment. Like yeah. as much as I came out from it, like fuck that he wasn't worth it. I'm still like, why would you even lead me on? Try to make plans with me when I first like, said I don't think I'll be able to and then you like kept pressing for it and then like bring the horse right up to the water and then like take the water away like yeah that was a weird expression I tried to make it work (laughs) someone's so thirsty (laughs) 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 but yeah so like that was shitty and I was like what what did I do wrong here and of course I'm trying to like pick apart the situation and see what I could have done better. But at the end of the day, like, it wasn't me. No, it, it wasn't. It was just him being the textbook fuckboy who, you know, once he's got something in hand, like, doesn't care. Yeah. Um, that's true. And uh, to counter with that rejection story, um, a kind of okay rejection story for me. Um, this is someone, this is back when I was living in Philly for a brief time. And I was out with my friends and they were visiting me um, from home. And there was this really cute guy with his friends. And we were like, I was eyeing him up. And my friends are like guys and girls. So like, there's also that hard thing when you go out with us all the time. It's like guys assume that like the roof paired off yeah, with each yeah. other. So we were in like a bunch of girls, like flirting with these group of guys. It was like very like friendly. So <clears throat> as we decided to leave the bar, 
um, my friends are like edging me on like, oh, you should give him your number, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, yeah, I should. So I go up to the bar and I ask for like a napkin and a, a pen and I write my number down oh my God. with my name. And as I'm leaving, like all my friends go before me and I'm the last one out the door and I go towards his friends and I was like, hey, um, I don't usually do this. Uh, I think you're really cute. Here's my number. And I give him the napkin and I walk out and it was like exhilarating and crazy. And I think everyone should do it once. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I wasn't, I mean, I kind of was hoping for a text from him. Um, and then I ended up, did getting, I did get a text from him later that night and it was, it was weird. Cause he said, Hey, like, thanks for, I don't know, hitting on me. Can't remember the exact what he said, yeah, um, yeah. but, uh, sorry, I have a girlfriend. So, I mean, that was kind uh, of like, I know it was nice though. Like I don't expect, well, maybe you want to fucking more. Cause it's like, Oh fuck, you're a nice guy. Yeah. Like, like shit. And he was. And, and see, my question with that is like, why did he even text you then? Is that like, like it, was he just so polite that he felt bad not letting you know? Or was that like a, I have a girlfriend, but convince me. I don't think, no, no. He wasn't coming off in like the like, oh, let's hook up even though I have a girlfriend right. way. And I, I mean, maybe I could have been a really like bad person and been like, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. face. Um, but you weren't that bad of a person back then. No, now today <laughs> I would be a lot worse. My morals are a little You're back different. in New York. You're in your element. We're all garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty human trash. Um, <laughs> um, but it was like, uh, I don't know why a guy would text back if he had no interest. My thinking is maybe he did have interest, but like he couldn't do anything or act upon it. Right. But he thought that you were like really cute doing that and he didn't want to, like, just, yeah. you know... It takes a lot of balls. I yeah. think guys know that, to go and hit on someone. And, yeah. like, th that feeling of rejection, I think he didn't want me to feel like, oh, it wasn't because I wasn't interested in you is because I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Which is a lot... Honestly, that's an easier pill for me to swallow than, like, not having... Hearing nothing back right, at all. Right, Which I have had happen to me when I gave my napkin number yeah. thing that I do sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I did it to a bartender. But bartenders are never trying to, like, get your fucking number. Right, right. I did right. it to a bartender. Never texted me. Yeah. So I think that's a good segue into the two types of rejection. So we were trying to, like, find the common themes and break this down, and we boiled it down to two things. There's either hard rejection, which is where someone tells you straight up, I am not interested for X, Y, and Z reasons, or probably more popular, soft rejection, a.k.a. ghosting. Yeah, yeah, ghosting hard. Um, and, like, it's also different on, like, different forms of social media too like I feel like rejection like that snap rejection was a rejection but it didn't it wasn't like a rejection in words confrontational like hey I'm not interested in you nothing right it was a soft rejection which is why I still have like hope that it might happen right because it wasn't really a rejection but it still was like a no a soft no see that's so interesting too like a soft rejection kind of leaves the door half open yeah where like they don't have to commit to saying you know, I don't want this and it's not going to work. They can kind of just like disappear and you always wonder and it's in the back of your mind. And I'm sure, no, I'm not sure. I have <laughs> definitely without a doubt done that where I just stopped texting a guy because I'm not interested in that moment. And then I'll like try to pick up on it again, like a month later when I'm like lonely and need someone to like get dinner with or something. So maybe you give a soft rejection because you don't want them now, but you want them in the future, maybe. Yeah. So it's like really holding out. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, that's why you don't say no to good people because you completely close the door and right, you're definitely right. never going to happen. Right. Maybe you don't know it's a definite no. Yeah. But in that moment, it's just a not willing to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, God, now I've got now I'm like thinking about all of either the guys that I've ghosted that I've then tried to like pick back up on months later or vice versa, the guys who have ghosted me and then, like, reappeared in my future. Mm. And that definitely is it. I mean, okay, so we talked about getting rejected, but, like, I think we should talk a little bit of rejecting people. Yeah. Because, I mean, we both do that, too. So, any rejection? Okay, would, rejection? So, so would you say that you're more or like, more or more likely to give a hard or soft rejection when you're not into someone? <sighs> soft. Yeah, I'm a, like a pussy that way. Like, I mean, it depends really because the last guy I would say I dated and air quotes uh, was Ying. You know, we weren't boyfriend, girlfriend. He was a Tinder guy. Um, he was that like little baby I was dating in like two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
So when we broke up, it was very like a hard no for me. And I said like, I had to be the mature person as usual when you're dating a 23 year old. That's why I told you not to date younger men. I had to be like, I can tell he wasn't feeling it, but I tell he was like also being like, he would never be the person to right, like. Right, he was just going to pussyfoot around and right, let and, like, it trail off. Slowly, he would do a soft rejection, but I had to be the person like, hey, I have self-worth. I'm not going to like stand for this. So I was like, it seems like you need to be single right now so I don't think we should see each other anymore right, right. like I had to be the person to say that over like messenger because you didn't deserve anything more or less. right I also lost my phone <laughs> <laughs> minor minor detail <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah I mean I said for him like yeah it was um it was a no uh but then I was soft rejected that kind of reminded me of a recent rejection where um where it was your birthday and I brought that guy oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um he just stopped texting me and then like a couple days later when I texted him like hey he, like basically like a you up text yeah just never responded and that was like a soft rejection but, yeah like, we both knew that it was a rejection right I knew I was never gonna hear back from him again right so what about you? What would you give a soft or hard? Um, okay, I want to say that now that I've had this like this epiphany that my <laughs> soft rejections are the ones where I'm trying to leave the door open and the hard ones are where I'm trying to like end it for good. I would say that lately I've given more soft rejections um, where I'll just be texting someone and just honestly just like trail off and like just not answer for a few days. Um, and that's been like, for a, a number of reasons. I mean, lately I've been like really busy between work and like studying and like other things. Like I just like haven't had the time and kind of haven't like put any effort into dating. So I'm like kind of passively texting guys and like we'll have two or three messages exchanged and then I'll trail, you know, I'll stop answering for a couple of days. Um, but I've always like got them still in my back pocket. Mm. Um, and then like, you know, eventually if I need you know if I need to dial that in like I'll text them and be like sorry I've been like so busy lately I'm like so overwhelmed um but I would love to grab a drink sometime yeah I'd like just play it off like super innocently do they like respond happily you know it's like it's like 50 50 sometimes they're like oh no worries like like if it's a tinder guy they'll be like oh it's okay I don't check this that often anyway Mm -hmm. or you know oh yeah like it's okay I've been busy too Um, some guys will just straight up unmatch me if it's Tinder or just like not respond again after that. Mm. Um, yeah, I found the same with Tinder. Like it's like, I was texting a guy, we're texting like all throughout the week and our schedules really like aligned well, where like we both didn't care if it was hours between messages because we were both busy. And then we made plans to make a date. We made the date. Then he had to push it back because of like, he was like a grad student, whatever. And then like, um, his parents were in town, pushed it back. And then I was like, okay. And then like three days later, I was like, hey, are you, you know, like still about nothing? And it was like weird to me because we like texted a lot and we had like, we both were like very into meeting up. And then suddenly it was just like, it just cooled down. And like, honestly, for me, it cooled down too. It was like too much time has passed now. Like yeah. if you didn't meet up in that moment, then you're not going to meet up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is There's shitty. a, there's a small window. Yeah. You can only text someone for so long before it's like, where's your prize? Like there's no, you know, where's the reward for all this time put in. Right. And then like, if you wait too long, it's like, okay, well, uh, you have a maybe a priority. Yeah. I'm actually thinking back over the past couple months now, and I think, like, I can identify a lot of soft rejections I've given of, like, even, like, first dates that went well. Okay, it's, it's best if I just, like, out with it. Um, so there was this one guy that I went out with a few years ago for the first time, and we had an amazing first date, but we never went out again after that. Um, but we still texted and, like... Like, very fondly, there was, there was no, like, tension or anything there. But we just, like, dropped off and, like, just, you know, drifted, I guess, after that first date. And then we went out on a date again this year, literally two years later. Oh, my God. And we just, like, we stayed friends on Snapchat and Instagram. Once in a while, we would see each other, like, doing something amazing. And, like, we would message each other, like supporting and encouragingly and be like oh my god you look like you're having the best time like I'm so happy for you like amazing and just like cheering each other on um and 
this March, I think it was, it was like his birthday. And so I messaged him and I was like, oh my God, happy birthday. Hope you're having like the best like birthday weekend. And he was like, what have you been up to? And we started chatting again. Um, and eventually like things led towards like, oh, we should hang out again. And he was like, okay, I bought us basketball tickets. I'm taking you to a game on Tuesday. And so he took me to a basketball game. Um, I don't give a shit about sports, but I, but I do love courtside seats. (laughs) Um, so he takes me to this basketball game. We have an amazing night. We actually, we went for, um, for pre-drinks before got like cheesesteaks and beer and like just had like the most like laid back like comfortable like Mm -hmm. like picking up right where we left off kind of date um and I don't know like the date was really good but we didn't I don't know we just like didn't continue things like I guess I the ball was in my court and I kind of flaked on him a few times after that because as much as he was great he wasn't super hot and he wasn't like I don't know I just like I guess my standards were if you don't feel the spark you know you can't force that the thing is we had the spark but then I found myself thinking like is he really what I need is he really what I like deserve almost which sounds shitty to say but we're all thinking it yeah so I kind of let that one, like, just kind of phase out. And, like, he still messages me once in a while and, like, comments on, like, he commented on my Instagram yesterday. Um, and, like, so I know he still thinks of me fondly, but I kind of soft rejected him there mm. where I'm just, like, not taking him up on the offer for a next date. Right. And eventually in the future, I'll probably come to my senses and be like, he treats me really well and he's a great guy and, you know, phone it in and have another date. But for now, I'm sticking to the soft rejection. Soft rejection. And I guess I've done that with a couple guys over the past couple months where if it's good, but it's not enough to make me like, you know, dying to go on a second date with them, I kind of just keep them in my back pocket. Yeah. I, um, well, I hard rejected a guy um, and then I I took it back. (laughs) So back when I lived in Philly, um, one of the first Tinder dates I went on was was a guy from New York and he also just moved to Philly. And we had, he's not my usual type, but we had like a really great time. It was like when we were um, like on a date, we... I mean, he had a lot to talk about with his job and I had a lot to talk about with my job. And like, it was very like frenzy, you know, when we're on a date. But then as soon as like we would go over to one of each other's houses, it was like, it was like really like, yeah, hot yeah, yeah. Which is so weird to me. I think it was one of the first times I experienced like, okay, it's not, not flirty during dinner. It's like, I can talk to you as like an intellectual person. And then as soon as like we're alone, we're like, okay, now we want each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was like, I think we slept together twice once at my place once at his place and then it just kind of we both kind of equally decided not to pursue it and then as I was leaving um Philadelphia I was on another tinder date so we live in the same neighborhood like a block away from each other all throughout from the first date to like the week I'm leaving I've never seen him in my neighborhood as I'm one of on my one of my last dates of Philly, I see him walking on the street, and he's walking the same street on the same side of the street as me. Oh my um, god! And I'm walking with this guy. Uh, my my I call him like tall Cali because that's where he was like fucking hideously tall. Um, and he sees me, and we make I, I I'm making a face like oh god I hope he didn't see me. And then because I made that face, he like saw me. So. <laughs> So then he texts me, um, like, an hour later. He was like, so how was your date? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, he was okay, too tall for me. Um, and we had no connection at all. So um, <clears throat> then he asked me to go, like, go on another date. I was like, hey, I'm leaving the city. Like, right. sorry, I'm moving. Um, this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, like, that was kind of it. And then uh, a month later, he texts me. Um, and he is when I was back in New York and he was like, are you still in that shithole of blank where I live? Right. Which is, and I was brought it back like, Hey, this is not a shithole. <laughs> like, okay. I don't want to get specifically into <laughs> statistics of where we live, but I, um, he was from like Brooklyn. So like the fuck, um, and the, I was dating a guy at that time. So I just like ignored him. Mm-hmm. And then I was just thinking about him when we were together last weekend. I decided to like text him. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, Al, you totally remember this because I texted him. 
Um, and I said, like, hey, are you still in that shithole, Philly? And <laughs> his response was, who is this? <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I love that he played coy like that. So, wait. So, did that conversation continue past our night out? Um, not really, no. Like, we were going back and forth, uh, kind of flirty. I'm trying to get, get these messages up right now. Okay. Um, so is he still in that shithole of Philly? Unconfirmed, but I'm going to assume yes, as it's only been about a year. Um, but also, like, the fact that he didn't have my number is weird. Like, did you, like, aggressively delete my number after I didn't message you back? Yeah. Um, and no, it ended with uh, him, after he realized who I was, was, bah, are you going to send nudes or question uh-huh. mark? And then I say you first, and that kind of is how it ended. And this is like two thirty in the morning, so I'm sure. Okay, so that same night that you first texted him. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you said you first, so balls in his court. Yeah, really. So that was just like a fun flirty. Yeah. (laughs) Thing. Mm -hmm. I guess the rejection door is never closed. You can always open it. (laughs) Yeah, from a soft rejection. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is not responding to a text message a soft rejection? Totally. Like, that's ghosting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Non-committal. Mm. Um, yeah, so soft rejection. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I also had, like, a, an epiphany just now as well that's like, is that what Maine is doing to me? Did Maine soft reject me so if in the future he wants to have drinks again, the door is, like, half open? Would you say yes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got got. <laughs> I'm being beat at my own game. Um, is there any time recently that you've rejected someone? Like hard reject? Um, I guess like the, I, I think I've had like little like conversations that like went bad on Tinder and then like unmatched them. It was like go fuck yourself and then like unmatched. Um, oh, there was the night that we went out two weekends ago. Oh, is this what you're getting at? Okay, so, oh, guys, I've got a story for you. That's a good one. So, B and I met up for drinks after work on a Friday. Um, we, you know, had some casual, like, afternoon drinks, and then we went back to my place and got ready and wanted to, like, have a night out. Um, but it was just the two of us, so we start going through our phones and, like, hitting up all of our, like, you know, potential uh, potential options. And trying to find, like, something, you know, something to do. Um, So while we're, like, trying to do all this, we go to a bar, we're having a drink, and some Tinder guy um, messages me back, and he's like, hey, what are you up to tonight? And I'm like, oh, just, like, having a drink at, um, you know, this bar in Bushwick. And he's like, oh, no shit, that bar is literally down the street from me. And he's like, you should come over. We're having a pregame at my place and then going to House of Yes. Now, I've lived in Brooklyn for two years, and I have never once been to House of Yes. Yeah, and I so, always wanted to go to House of Yes. So. Yeah. So we hear this option, and we're like, fuck it, let's do it. Otherwise, it's just us, like, drinking at a bar by ourselves. So we finish our beers, and we head over to his place. Literally, we're there in 45 seconds, because he wasn't kidding. It's down the street. Um So we get there and him and his buddy are out front smoking. We say hi, introduce ourselves, and then we go inside. Um, He goes to make us drinks and one of us asks, like, oh, so how do you know all these people? And his friend kind of alludes to the fact that they all went to college together. He's like, oh, yeah, like I went here and then these guys all went to. Yeah, I swear to God, that's how right? they, I heard right? it. Right, he like waved a hand, gesturing towards like the rest of the room, and said, "Oh yeah, these guys all went to Vassar." Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I should have dropped that, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, um, and I mean the girls. I mean it was weird because they were all Irish. <laughs> right, so I hadn't heard them speak other than just saying hi initially right. when we I, first walked in, so I didn't catch it. I thought it was like one girl who was Irish or something. Right, like I, I didn't catch it at all. Um, and then it's only when we go outside after like having our first drink chatting a little bit with the guys we get outside and suddenly we're at a table it's the three guys it's these three girls and then the two of us and these girls start speaking and I'm like oh fuck they are Irish as fuck Mm -hmm. and they're like the guys are asking them like about like Irish slang and like they're telling them about it so then it's like kind of like coming together in my mind I'm like so wait a second if these girls went to school with them why do they have such thick Irish accents and why are they picking their brain about slang for the first time and so like things started to get a little weird but I'm sitting next to the tinder guy yeah and so I'm thinking everything's fine like 
whatever. Um, and then we get all of our stuff. We make moves towards House of Yes. When we get there, there are two lines. People line a line for people who have tickets and a line for people who don't. And the guys are like, oh, well, we all have tickets. And so they go, and all the girls are like, we don't. Which I knew should have been a red flag there. How we, like, if they were actually friends, they would have had tickets too. Right. Unless they just, like, made a snap decision to go or whatever. I don't know. It didn't, it, that I didn't. No, I know. So much of this, like, Right, in back. retrospect, I'm like, these were all of the glaring signs okay, that, like, should have. Anyway. So <laughs> all of us girls go off to the ATM together. Tinder guy is like, oh, let me, let me come with you. And we're like, no, we're fine. And, like, the bouncer is like, go in, sweetie. Like, they'll find their way they're okay and like tells him to go in so he's like okay and like seems reluctant to leave yeah. us all together we go off to the atm um pouring rain pouring rain so we're like huddled under umbrellas together so we're all like close and talking so this is i found this out before you did so you're getting so the the girl let's say like blonde irish girl right i don't know what we called her blondie <laughs> whatever we'll call her blondie um you are getting cash out for me and she's getting cash out or she's trying to get cash out from the atm so i'm with her two friends so we're there in the pouring rain underneath like the like little door kind of like opening and uh i was like so how do you know the guys and they're like oh we I we just met them and I was like oh really like me too like how did, how do you know him it's like well my friend just matched with him on tinder and I was like wait no my friend just yeah yeah <laughs> and I'm like holy fuck in that moment like I was like wait what <laughs> and I think we like overheard because me and Blondie are like at the ATM like three feet away from you guys and I'm like wait a sec you matched with him on tinder she's like yeah like two days ago and I'm like no fucking way I matched with him like a few days ago and then messaged him tonight and he was like come through we're having a pregame he yeah. said you guys all went to college together and they're like no fucking way John Tucker must die and so at this point we think we're all in on it they don't know that we know we're totally gonna like pull one over like you know on them so we all head inside together after taking out $40 each for fucking tickets. I know, it's bullshit. So we get inside. I mean, part of me at that point was like, we should just, like, I totally wanted to ask these girls, like, why don't we just ditch these assholes and, like, go off and, like, have, like, a real night somewhere else where it's not $40 cover. But I was like, ah, whatever, we're already here. Like, we wanted to go anyway. Yeah. House of Yes like, will be cool. Never, we, I guess we've both never been to House of Yes in our defense, and we already got the cash out, and it was pouring rain. Yeah. So, like, it was, like, either Everything go in. Everything was pushing us towards going in. And, like, have a good time and meet other guys. Right. Or, like, go out to another bar and say our $40, which right. I wish we did, but whatever. Right, right. We go in. Anyway, so we go in, and we're expecting the boys to, like, all be right there, but um, only one of them is there, and um, and it's not the Tinder guy, and I'm like, so who the fuck is going to buy us drinks? I'm like, oh, like, where is he? And he's like, oh, he went in already, him and the other guy, but, like, let's go. And I'm like, well, okay, like, we're going to get a drink, and so he gets the Irish girl's drinks, and I'm like, okay, I guess we'll go fuck ourselves. But I had, like, like that didn't click to me. Like, I thought that it was just because he was personally interested in one of the other Irish girls that they were going to pair off, so he bought them drinks. Was this him or his friend? This was the friend. Okay. Um, and then he's like, oh, like, let's wait for uh, let's wait for our friends here, like, while we're getting our drinks. Next thing we know, like, I turn around and they're gone. And they had gone in and we're like, oh, whatever, like, I'll finish paying and we'll go in and find them. We go in, they have split. They're not, like, waiting at the door, lingering, like, waiting for us to join. And then it hits me. There's three guys and there's three of those girls. Yeah. So they've paired off and now we're SOL. Like, also, all of his friends were, like, fucking ugly. Yeah, like, they were not worth the time. And he was very, very cute in his Tinder pics, but in real life... Chubby and poorly dressed, um, which is exactly what I had to say to him after I found this all out. Anyway, anyway, I'm jumping ahead. Right. So, so we get um, in there, we try to salvage the night, we, like, dance, like, by ourselves for, like, ten minutes, almost kind of sadly. So the theme of this night, can we say the theme? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was 1920s theme. So I, I guess we both didn't, we knew the theme going in. <laughs> what I didn't know was that the theme attracted all gay men. Right. <laughs> so, all gay men in suspenders and bowling hats, and even if you found a hot one, like, you could not tell if he was straight or gay for the life of you. No. Like, so it was like, I mean, I know how, yes, have have really good nights, but that was not one of them. Yeah, And no. then if you weren't gay, you were with, like, your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Yeah. So it was, like, not a great place to go and, like, meet people, even yeah. though it was, like, a club in Brooklyn, which was shitty. And that was the alternative. Like, okay, if we're not going to get with those guys, at least we can meet new guys. Right. But after 15 minutes, that was actually impossible. Right. It was literally <laughs> impossible to pick out a straight single man. Yes. So... 
we decided to bounce and we left $40 in the hole each mm. and uh, back to square one yeah. by ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah, I sent him a very uh, fiery, angry text after that read something to the tune of, um, you are not nearly actually, no, wait, wait, what was it? It was so good. Oh, I said, FYI, you're too fat and poorly dressed in real life to pull off juggling Tinder dates. Have a nice night. I really hope for the sake of those girls' dignity that none of them ended up hooking up with that guy. Right. But like, I don't feel like they would have. But then again, I feel like girls on holiday do, like, stupid-ass shit. Yeah. I don't know. If they had a morsel of self-respect, they wouldn't have. But clearly they followed them in and were, were content with ditching us. So, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that, that felt a little bit like rejection. Granted, I was more upset about the loss of a good night than the loss of the Tinder guy. I was I was sad about the loss of $40. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of pissed about that, too. <laughs> um, do you know much beer and whiskey that I can buy you in Brooklyn? Yeah. I do know. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was... Um, that was an annoying one. Yeah. Um, so, like, okay, I guess a good kind of segue is when you have these, like, little rejections, like, they're not relationships, but you're not dating, but it is something that's happened to you that you have to have time to, like, jump back from. Yeah. And, like, how do you do that really quickly? Because I think there's that perception when you're you're dating that, like, if you get rejected, I mean, you're going to get rejected. Everyone gets rejected in online dating, dating in real life. Yeah. Whatever. But, like, there's no, like, real mourning period that people talk about, but, like, you deserve. And it's hard to get, you know, once you're rejected and you feel like it's a reflection of your personality or you, like, how do you, like, get over that and yeah. then go back into the dating Right. Pool? How do you bounce back? Yeah. Yeah. Um... um so, uh, what I do is, I mean, like sometimes I take a break from dating or I go the extreme opposite and I just go completely back on my apps, like refresh everything. Yeah. Um, not like delete, but like just kind of go back in there and like start swiping again, start right. messaging people. And what also helps, which sounds bad, but like rejecting other people, like, like <laughs> softly, like, you know, like if you're messaging a guy and let's say, you know there's something that doesn't rub you the right way or like, you know, he says something stupid, like, and you don't feel like responding or making the effort. Don't, don't make the effort. Reject right. him. Like right. that wasn't good enough. Like that feels good. Cause then it puts the power back in your core yeah. and you feel good. And also it really realigns, I think after rejection, like what you want out of a relationship, it's like, okay, definitely don't want to do that again. Yeah. See, and that's so true. And that's like a big problem is that, you know, I guess we've both grown a little bit. So I'm thinking back like from model rejection time until now, I've definitely grown and I'm more like comfortable with myself and more like secure and confident in myself. Whereas like back then, like any kind of rejection made me absolutely crumble. Now it's like I can pick myself up, get, you know, get things back together and get back on the horse. Um, but I think like in general, like, rejection makes us think that we need to like self-improve if some guy breaks it off with you and says that like you know you're not his type or he doesn't want to see you anymore or even just ghosts you you start to reevaluate what you did wrong mm -hmm. and it's not always something that you did and so that gets hard because you're looking for all these ways that you can fine-tune and improve and stop it the next time but the reality is, like, it's inevitable. Yeah. Like, rejection happens and you can't always keep, like, reevaluating and fixing and trying to be your best self. Like, it's just going to happen yeah. either way. And you don't, you don't know what they're going through. Maybe they just went through a rejection and they're just not ready to date. Or maybe they're just, like, it wasn't the right time or they were, like, at work. Like, you can't read into it. Like, you have no idea what's going on on the other side of, like, an app. Really. That's so true. Because, like, we've all been there where we're, like, really interested in someone, but maybe we saw the notification and we're like, okay, we'll play the game and wait an hour. But then you wait an hour, you forget you, to text yeah, them. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I fucked up. And then three like, days have gone by and you lost your chance. <laughs> like, like, exactly. Um, so I guess to keep that in mind and just, yeah, a lot of it has to do with, like, self-esteem as well and, like, being sure in yourself of, like, yeah, it's fine. Like, some people are just not meant to be. Some dates are not meant to happen. <laughs> God, there's dates that have happened that weren't meant to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've wasted a lot of time. Um, but, yeah, if you don't like, kind of, like, brush it off and don't take it personally, um, I guess if I look back from, like, 
my first kind of rejections from online dating, I took those all really, really hard. Yeah. Like, especially, like, it was like a year ago, I really went back into online dating after I got out of my long-term relationship. And, like, every Tinder guy I matched with, I was like, whoa, he's, like, great. And we had a, I think also having a great time on a date is, like, confusing. Yeah. like, you don't know if they're having a good time because you have things in common or it's like you can have a good time and have good sex and then that's all they want. Right. A one-off kind of thing. Um, and I took a, each of those, like, one-week kind of relationship things, like, uh, really personally. But now I kind of, like, brush it off and maybe... That's because you become less dependent on other people. Yeah. And, like, for your own happiness. Um, yeah, and, like, you kind of, like... I also expect people to bail. Like, I'm expecting the worst out of people yeah. now. Which is, like, maybe not a great way to go through the world. But, right. like, you have to have some sort of armor up. You can't, like... You can't, like, be looking for true love everywhere. Right. Exactly. And I actually... I had a co-worker who's a little bit older... Um, he's married with his first kid on the way and, but he's in his mid thirties. So he's not like super old. It's not like some dinosaur, like preaching to me about like, you know, how us young kids don't know about dating. But, um, I had like been seeing a guy, this was a few months ago. I'd been seeing a guy. This was the guy that ultimately friend zoned me. Um, but after that like weekend that things kind of fell out, I went into work and I kind of confided in him and was like, it didn't work out. Like it's over. And he was like, you know what? That sucks. But, you know, the next one will be better. And then that'll fail, too. And then the next three will fail. And then you'll finally find someone. Like, it's just the age that you're at. When you're in your mid-20s, 99% of people are not going to find the love of their life. Like, you just have to go through the process. You have to meet people and have these little, like, heartbreaks and whatever. And eventually you'll find the right one. Yeah. But it's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen when you're 24 or 25. Yeah. You just have to, like, I think especially after rejection, you get more picky with who you choose next because you're like, this next person is either going to hurt me or, like, give me an amazing time or both. Yeah. Um, And I definitely feel that way now after dating the Boy Wonder, like, three weeks ago. I have not been on a date. Um, And... I also have not been making it a priority, but, like, it's also, like, I've been so picky with the people I've been messaging and, like, the distance they're away from, and, like, I'm not working in the city every day anymore, so it's, like, a mad effort to go down there. So, yeah, it's, like, I'm really choosy with who I'm going to go on a date with now, um, because I know the next person, the first, the the boy wonder I chose was because of convenience. He lived really close to me, Um, and my definitely my standards go down right <laughs> depending on the distance so it's like okay if you're like five miles away then awesome we can make this work if you're like 15 we have you're like really hot we have good things in common you gotta but be like, the fucking creme de la creme right exactly um so maybe i'll go on a date this week i think three weeks is enough yeah i've been in the same place where like i just haven't been prioritizing it it's just like I didn't really care, um, but everything I've been told up until this point is that when you stop looking, that's when you find something. So who knows? Maybe it's in the cards for me. Maybe. But yeah, I'm just like not making it a priority. And like I've gotten I'm I feel like I'm at this point now where I'm not trying to like raise I'm not trying to improve myself. I'm just being more selective with the guys that I pick. It's like, it's not like I need to improve. They need to improve. Yeah. So now I'm not like jumping at any opportunity for a first date. I'm not falling in love with every guy I match with. Mm -hmm. I'm like more selective. So I guess that's the takeaway is that when you first start, like, yes, it can be so crushing and difficult to get rejected or have a guy ghost you on Tinder Or, you know, just have a guy not text you back after the first date. But trust the process. It's part of the process. Yes. And uh, don't be, like, put off by it. Like, I feel like I have so many friends who just get into online dating and they get rejected, like, once or twice. And they're like, ugh. Like, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Everyone gets rejected. That's what it is. Like, (laughs) you've got unlimited possibilities at your fingertips. So, 99.9% of them have to not work out. Yeah. That's just, it's a numbers game. It's the fact. Yeah. And um, bring some psychology into it. Uh, They did a study where it's like, given a smaller choice of things or people, um, you're more sure in your choice. If you're like, let's say you have like five guys, you know, at like a mixer thing, like meetup. And of those five guys, you got to choose one of them to go on a date with. And you end up dating one of those people. Then you're super sure of that person. Because you have five people. 
Well, when you increase the choice, you're less sure of the choice that you originally made. Yeah. So it's also that we live in this world as well where online dating, there's always going to be a choice. There's always going to be more people. So even if you do make a choice, you're really unsure about it being the right one. Right, because you never know, like... You, you never, never know, like, what the next best, best option is. You're always thinking, like, okay, this guy's good, but I could find someone funnier. I could find someone taller. Yeah. I could find someone more interesting. Back in the day, you just chose the best guy in your village. Right. Like, <laughs> and you were sure of it. Yeah. Um, um, but I, th- I think that is a good way to end our rejection. But we're not going to end the episode just yet. Guys, we have a really fun thing. <laughs> so uh, we're going to do these. We, we created these fire round questions. Um, we want to give to any upcoming guests. But we thought first we'll do it with each other. Yeah. Just to test um, it out. Yeah, just to test it out. So do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fire round I should do some music and yeah, yeah, yeah. Put in some kind of rumble. Fire, (laughs) fire round. Okay, Bumble or Tinder? Tinder. First date, dinner or drinks? Drinks. Uh, Would you rather uh, follow on Snap or follow on Insta? Insta. Uh, Dom or sub? Dom. First date, uh, your place, their place. My place. Uh, The check comes. Split or nah? Split. Uh, would you rather on a first date, give oral, receive oral? Receive oral. Black or red lingerie? Black. Top or bottom? Bottom. Blindfolded or bondage? Bondage. Dom or sub? Didn't we do that? Did we? Oh, sub. yeah. You did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My turn. Okay. Well, your turn. Whoever's turn. Anyway, fire around. <laughs> okay, app of choice. Bumble or Tinder? Tinder. First date, dinner, or drinks? Drinks. Would you rather follow on Insta or Snap? Insta. Dom or sub? Uh, Dom. First date, your place or theirs? My place. Check comes, split or nah? Split. Would you rather give or receive oral? Give. Lingerie, red or black? Black. Top or bottom? Top. And blindfolded or bondage? Blindfolded. Woo! Okay, first fire round done. <laughs> so future guests um, will have to will be subject to all of these questions. Yes, and uh, if you want to hear some more, I guess like leave a comment or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, always a pleasure. Follow us on. Uh, what are we on Twitter? Oh, on <laughs> Sorry. Twitter. Uh, go to our website, notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com, um, and you can find links to all of our social media and all other things from there. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.